0: Hey, everybody, if you can remember to take this survey when you wake up tomorrow over at com slash survey, it takes about 15 minutes. And if you can do that, it'd be a huge help as we try to figure out how to keep this show sustainable. It'll just help us, you know, make everything the right fit with everybody that's listening. I get to know your likes, your dislikes. And everything in between. So thanks so much. That's sleepwithmepodcast.com slash survey. And we're on the home stretch there of just getting enough responses. So thank you so much. And let's get on to the show. Hey you're up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well welcome. This is sleep with me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm gonna do the rest. And what I'm gonna do here, if this is your first couple times here, I'm gonna create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's got you up at night. Whether it's uh, mind racing, uh, body body pain, or uncomfortableness, uh, emo- emotional, you know, t- turbulence. Did I say that already? Or if you just got a case of the figurines. I don't think that's a phrase, but I think it is. Now, I got a case of the old figurines. You know, that feels like a good colloquialism you'd hear from a wizened old, uh, you know, person. You'd say, sit down and let me tell you about the time. Oh no, maybe that was a case in Encyclopedia Brown solved. But it was one of the later ones, you know, when they get it was the Encyclopedia Brown in the case of the unmissing figurines. And it's just like this podcast. What I'm going to do, the safe place is a story. Or in this case, a possibly never to be resolved Encyclopedia Brown based metaphor. Or I'm going to try to distract you, I'm going to try to get your attention, explain to you, you know, the figurines are when you're lying there. And you know, you know what I mean, you're trying to figure it out, or part of you is, and part of you might be like, well, why can't you figure it out? And then part of you might say, oh, geez, I feel bad that I can't figure this out. Uh, part of you might be like me, well, geez, if I just figure this out, then tomorrow and every day forward, it'll be different and... And they say, "Well, geez, why do you why you know this never you know?" And even those pop at, at uh, any other time of the day, you know, this might be a time to to to, to do some self discovery, and uh, you know, to 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 probe these feelings. But it, right now, you're saying, "Hey." I got a case of the figurines. I got to go to sleep. And uh, now, a little, little reality. I've, you know, don't, don't feel bad about being. You know, if, if you, if you don't have a case of the figurines or if you do, it's, it's part of the condition that comes with our, uh, you know, being a human being. So it's okay. And I'm not here to shame the parts of you that want to figure stuff out. Perfectly understandable uh drives inside us to say hey let's get this figured out tomorrow who who wouldn't want tomorrow to go smooth uh but the thing is and this could be reflected even metaphorically it could be your body doing this or, or you know just a similar thing or your feelings uh maybe something happened recently that reminded you of something painful none of this is conducive to sleep though uh, and, and I guess those figure parts of you, they don't realize that. They say, well, let's just get this figured out, then you can sleep. And then, okay, if you look in one of those books, all of a sudden all these jets of different pheromones, I think they're pheromones and hormones, and I think this is what your lymphatic system does. Now, don't quote me on this, because the last time I brought up, uh, uh, whatever, what is this called, the anatomy, uh, that guy that wrote the book on it, he, he, he his, uh, his spirit came to me. I think his name's Gray or something, I don't know. And, and he said, don't talk about the lymph system ever again. And I said, well, why not? It's a mystery to me. And maybe I'll be the one that figures it out, you know, that that's the cause of sleepless nights. And he said, he said, it's not. And then he, he said, OK, well, fair. I said, fair enough. That went well. Like a lot of my, you know, encounters with, you know, famous authors who doesn't, you know, they go, they go on a lot longer. If you, if you knew the blowout from this Myers-Briggs stuff, I mean, I had no idea. I would have never brought it up. I said, said, uh, they, they've stripped it. I'm pretty sure they said I could never use the letters I, N, F, or J ever again together. But I put wars, I think, between the I, F, and J. So in that time I removed, you know, I recycled their F-N-I-J, Myers and Briggs. Or how about this one, F-U-M-B, you know, figure that out, you know. Uh, Anyway... But, you know, see, and that can happen a bit. time. All of a sudden, the resentment gets stirred up, and you say, well, geez, I'm, I'm so sick of these cease and desist orders that the Institute of myers breaks keeps sending me. And it was, and then you could get a, you know, then there's a whole bunch of figures. I say, well, maybe I should figure out, maybe I should open those envelopes up and figure out what's inside. But I say, save it for tomorrow. You know, it that problem will be there tomorrow, just like all the other ones, the real ones. And sometimes you find with a decent, nice rest, it's a little bit easier to grapple with these things. And so I guess that's, uh, I, I don't know, I never got to Encyclopedia Brown. But in his latter years, a lot of people don't know this because they don't write uh, Encyclopedia Brown fan fiction like I, I did. Hey, would you believe that Myers and Briggs own the copyrights, Encyclopedia Brown? because that would be, you know, not true, but a case of the old... Maybe I'll start writing some uh, Myers-Briggs fan... Oh, wait, I already did. Uh, But anyway, Encyclopedia Brown, at the close of the case of the figurines, said it best. He says, sometimes, some nights, you need something to take your mind off of your mind, Encyclopedia Brown said as he walked into the city council meeting where, you know, the the council to discover the figurines, to figure out the figurines, was still meeting. And he said, sometimes you've got to try to stop thinking, you know, and and stop feeling and and just get some sleep. And immediately hands across the chambers shot up. Uh, But as Encyclopedia Brown was known to do in, in childhood circles everywhere, he scanned the room with a calm look and reassured everyone by looking over his glasses and wiping one of his sweaty palms on his jeans. And he said just something to take your mind off all that figure and when it's bedtime to distract you because tomorrow's going to be okay. All those parts of your brain are on the case. And Encyclopedia Brown, if you're missing a penny or whatever, I'll I'll be here tomorrow to investigate it. But sometimes you need a friend, a friendly story, a bore friend, if you will. Encyclopedia Brown said this uh, to to, to the the courthouse, on the courthouse steps, as it were. And I know the story's changing, but... He said "A, a, a man will prattle on... With a story and a metaphor that just doesn't seem great. It doesn't seem good. It doesn't it says it seems like it'll conclude, but it probably won't have a conclusion. And if I was there, I'd say point of order, uh, it may. And, and then Encyclopedia so be said, but, but, but someone that has your interest or says, hey, I'm just going to go on and on here, nice, friendly tones, somewhat amusing, and try to take your mind off of stuff. And Encyclopedia Brown said uh, in the most mind-blowing way that Encyclopedia Brown has only, he has the capacity to do so. He said, uh, this case, uh, uh, this case of the unmissing figurines it's solved because the figurines are always there. And they're always ready to go. And they're always figuring. And it's like Peter Brown said, but sometimes we're distracted and we just can't hear them. And then it's like Peter Brown launched into a foot, you know, where, where there'd be a lot of footnotes. So this didn't make the draft, but, you know, about the plasticity of the brain and the, the medulla mammalian stuff lizard stuff instincts and it all you tied it together and he said so you, you don't ever have to worry about stop figuring cause it's what we we're born to do and of course little jimmy shot up and said just like you encyclopedia brown And he said, you're right, Jimmy, just like me and just like me, we all need to go to sleep. We all need to listen to our boyfriend sometimes. And then, you know, Encyclopedia Brown went to the camera and, like, broke the third wall or whatever and said, you wouldn't believe the problems that come with being Encyclopedia Brown. The sleepless nights, the things I've seen, you know, the hay pennies. you know, attempted alchemy, you know, wagon vandalism, uh, you know, squirt guns filled with super glue. And, you know, just my figure and brain all the time. I couldn't sleep until I found Sleep With Me Podcast. Where this guy he he's still not, he'll he'll never figure out any you know, he he, he 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 loses his way just between words. But he seems like a nice guy and I love his show. And, uh, and so everyone, uh, excuse me, folks, I'm going to get back to this courthouse, but it's tough being like Beatty Brown, as you could probably imagine, uh, in a courthouse, you know, so, you know, do something to take your mind off of the figurines. Because they're trying to help you. They just really don't know how other than figuring stuff out. And then someone else tried it. They said, you know, they're not doing it. And it's said, said, my work is done here. These adults will just keep talking all night. And the whole city of children and childlike adults went home and went to bed. And uh, they said, now, the, the so Brown does not endorse this podcast. Except in, you know, fan fiction. It was, uh... Actually, the fan fiction I wrote, he didn't. Uh, he said, "You en- know, Encyclopedia Brown." I can't remember. I remember he didn't like me. I said, "What it was my dream to be?" I just wanted to be in one of your cases. And then the guy he said, "I'm not Encyclopedia Brown. I played Harry Potter." And I said, "Really?" Then I said, "Did you never get a call to play Encyclopedia Brown?" And he said, why can't you leave me alone? And I said, can you put those glasses back on? Because I just want to see if, I said, uh, and I had done that monologue for him. Uh, lovely young man, lovely, you know, maybe famous, maybe not. So that's it. I, so I'm glad you're here. Hey, if it was your first time here, this was one of the weirder ones. Because I didn't really know where I was going. I never do. But we took, you know, we went into Encyclopedia Brown's neighborhood, and then uh, it took a turn for the for the dollar. But if you got a case of the figurines, you got a case of the body aches, you got a case of the heartaches. Let me try to help. All right, I'm going to try to take your mind off of stuff, be a little silly, uh, talk about uh, Breaking Bad and metastasis, and makes you know crack some crack wise. But but I'm glad you're here. And The main message that you know, I really want to help. I really hope I really want to help you fall asleep. That didn't make sense. I'm glad you're here and I hope I help you fall asleep is what I meant to say and then encyclopedia Browns pointing at me saying see see he makes it and I said yeah, you got me Potter Hey right, good night our right, housekeeping on the web www.sleepwithmepodcast.com yeah, uh, you can get you can comment on the website. You can get older episodes there. Old older episodes are on the website. You can, you can find us in all your favorite podcast apps. If you're looking to test out a new one, I could recommend uh, Pocketcasts or overcasts and and overcast is nice because it has chapter marks that you can just click right on or touch right on. Uh, that's only on Apple. Pocket Cast is on Windows, uh, Android, and Apple devices. So those are a couple options. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at dear' Scooter. You can find us on Facebook, Sleep With Me Podcast. And those are real good places to get a hold of us, and that's where you'll find bloopers and stuff like that. Uh, We have a show comes out Wednesday, Monday and Wednesday night. That sleep to strange. You can find that in your podcasting device, podcatching devices, podcast catchers. They just call them podcatchers, which is strange. But anyway, I I don't. You know, I'm not obviously I'm not a grammar. uh, You know, grammar erudite I guess is not my uh I should just move on how about that? <laughs> how about that I had to cut I had to go away from the mic there to laugh at myself uh, a couple reminders uh Sophie wants me to rhyme to everyone out there that uh, to set your sleep timers don't forget to set your sleep timer if you're listening right now and if you also make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, that would be my thing if you're using something because then it comes straight to you. I also want to give a shout out to all the shift workers out there from me and Trish, all you that are working in the deep dark night, and then you have to sleep during the, the, the you know, bright, bright, bright day, you know, and then it cannot be easy. So, you know, hopefully one day when we bring a sleep show back, then, uh, we we could talk about these things but, but for now I just wanna give a shout out. Because you're the people that keep building the world while we're sleeping in the deep dark night. And you keep us safe. You take care of people that get sick. You you know, you could you take care of the infrastructure. Also, you know, coal coal train driver, like our friend Chevy, so many people so appreciate all the shift workers. Uh what else? Okay, if you're a Trader Joe's tell the manager, Trader Joe's sponsor of this podcast. Uh and I think that's it. Let's see. We've uh, wanna thank our noterators. We have a Facebook group and it's over at sleepwithmepodcast slash N O D S. It's moderated, aka moderated by Lie to Rachel L.G., Julie C, Jennifer B, Alexandra and Laura. Uh, I wanna thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. Ain't one of the Crispo sent out her music. He's over at Sounds Like an Earful I think that's everything. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but if I am, I didn't. Either it's not, either it's not in my notes, or I'm not seeing it. So let's get on to the show. Thanks for thanks for being here. All right, so we're talking about metastasis. It opens with a black and white shot of the yard. A uh, drip, drip of a hose, a bear in the pool again. And it's a little bit of a mystery once, uh, once again. And, and in the episode, we see Walt's car, which deepens the mystery. And then it opens, it's El Buelo, B-U-E-L-O. They put mattress, I don't know what that means. And then we're at Walt's house, he calls Jose... And he's giving him very calm advice. I think from the bathroom. Maybe Cielo Maybe Cielo was on the mattress. And I did not remember this episode very well. Uh, but uh, Jose's on the steps of his house. This guy shows up, and he kind of looks like an interesting. He, he was chew- he was doing a lot of chewing, and I never figured out what he was chewing on. It wasn't gum, and I don't. I never saw anything like a matchstick. And you, you know, you run across those people every once in a while. Usually, no offense, older males, and they got something going on in their mouth. And you say, "What the hell?" I mean, they're you're an authority figure, you know, so you can't say, well, "What the hell are you chewing on? What the hell's going? What the hell's in your mouth? Spit it out!" You know, this would be a good chance for a role reversal. You say, "Hey, spit it out! I want to know what's in your mouth." And they maybe they say, "Nothing. I have a dental issue." And he said, well, you can't shame me. You know, I'm the authority figure right now. So take that shame back. And, uh, you know, I'm just here trying to figure out what the hell's in your mouth. We've been wondering. You know, there's at least one or two of you walking around everywhere on earth, and we're saying, what what the hell's that guy chewing on? Because it's not gum. And, you know, you always wonder, you get little sticks in there or something? Because, you know, tobacco, most of those guys keep it still. So, uh, and then he walks away and he he was chewing on some sticks or something, I bet. But that guy's chewing on something. He says he's from Saul Bueno. He's a cleaning. He's doing some cleaning up uh, of uh, Jose's nightstand. And he takes Jose's money and says, hey, I'm going to put this away for you. And then I put, is this Mike? And I I didn't know. I honestly did not know yet. And then he talks to Jose, and uh, he says, repeat what I just said. And then Jose, and then he says, repeat it again. And then here's my note. It, My note didn't come till now. Guy is chewing something, question mark. And then the letter A I think I might have just started to take a note, and something happened. And then we have uh, breakfast at Walt's. He's a, he, 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 you know, Walt is uh, holding on to his family unit here, so he wants everyone eating together. You know, if that's a warning sign. Wanting to eat a meal with a teen, of being out of touch. You know, it doesn't. You know, you are holding on too tight, Walt. Eating with teens, as far as I know, is uh, you know, it's like one of the things teens hate. If you said, hey, teen, what is it? when they know? Just like that chewing guy, you know, I'm the guy that shames chew, old chewing guy, so you can tell me, what do you hate the most? Like general stuff, like how do you, what about, would uh, eating with your family be on there? And the teen would say, what? and they'd say breakfast, and they say, oh, goodness. And then they'd say dinner, I'd say, they'd say, oh, and they'd say, how do you feel about lunch? They would say, eh, I'm not opposed to it. So there's a pro tip uh, based on a person that has no teens. Uh, Have lunch with your teens, you know, not dinner or breakfast. Uh, But Walt told him not. so he says, where the hell's Junior? And he says, Junior, get down here. And Cielo says, "Uh, Morgan is his name. You know, he didn't want to share a name with you. She doesn't say that, but she says, Morgan. And then he says, Morgan, get down here. And then Cielo detects her. She says, hey, are you okay? And Walt says, okay, I'm better than okay. And then Morgan says, hey, you guys better come upstairs quick. And they go up, he's on his computer, and they save Walter Blanco as the money's pouring in. And I really enjoyed the acting here. He's very excited, and Cielo is excited. And then she has to force Walt to be proud of his son because his son's kind of stealing the, this, I guess this is a, a Adipalian, near oedipalian situation. Uh, in some sense, I'm not joking. You know, he's uh, emasculating his father by, you know, by bringing the money in, uh, and, and Walt's feeling the emasculation. I think Oedipus took it a little further than that. And you know, this this was less sexual. It was just, I mean, probably, you know, it depends on which, you know. Who you ask? They say, "Oh well, no, that wasn't." But anyway, he, he, his mom's proud of him, and Walt's like, "Oh, thank you, Junior." And then we, you know, some time passes. Walt's on the to- he's on his toilet phone, which I'll, I'll go on a tirade about that later. And in the background is the sound of Junior's computer we counting money, and it was a good one because it sounded like a ship's bell or something. Like, or something. It was good. I liked it a lot. I, I did. And then Walt calls Jose. He's nice to him again. He says, don't worry, buddy. I care about you. And I'm surprised Jose wasn't like, who is this? What, what did you do with Walt? He usually just yells at me. And then we have this great trick shot because it says, say, Busca. And Henry is talking about this investigation. And we see Walt's picture under a wanted sign. Uh, We can sell something, and then he pulls out, and you see it's it's Henry asking for donations, and it's Walt's picture on a can. And then I don't know if he was asking just for donations or as an uh, 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 investigation, but he says, yeah, whoever does something, it'll get a six-pack of my beer. But then they get into the investigation, and they talk about Gordo, and then we see Henry's he got this blue crisscross. Oh, no, he's wearing a blue crisscross shirt. Uh, one of his shirts I like a lot, by the way. Uh, then uh, he has a picture of Heisenberg, but it's some dude. So it's Freddie, the guy that took the fall or a couple episodes ago. And uh, that's what uh, Henry's partner wants. But Henry's like, no way, man. But, but Blue has a spreading around South America. And that's where I see crisscrossing South America. Then we have Junior Mom... Uh, watching the money rolling they're so happy and walt peeks in and just glares and then we have walt and the chewing guy we'll say is mike and they're in this uh den of iniquity as they would say in the olden days and walt walks around looking for jose and then walt finds jose and jose's sleeping on a mattress and he takes jose in his arms and it's very uh father and son moment it felt like and uh and there's music playing. It's like a beautiful woman's voice with an acoustic guitar in the background. And then we see the front of Jose and Juana's apartments. I noticed there's red bottles strung on Juana's uh, uh, front balcony, uh, which I said, are those, the, you know, when you, people hang stuff to get rid of bugs or is that a decorative choice? And then we have the dad. He's picking out a dress for her. He picks out, like, a a nice blue dress with blackbirds on it. I thought it was nice. And there's this beautiful painting of her on the wall. Kind of like that painting, uh, Birth of Venus, I think. Uh, But it's her with uh, birds, and uh, it's good. And then we have Walt with a baby, and The Sound of Money is still going on in the background. And Walt's like, hey, Junior, can you take a break with this? Uh, he's like, please, this is driving me nuts. Uh, he said, I never thought, like, a little uh, sound clip would emasculate me so much, but it is. And then Cielo comes in and says, just wait for this, buddy. And she says, I got somebody on the phone, uh, Morgan, big news. And it's such a big news, even Walt has a fake being happy. And then we have Henry's working on a map. We're tracking the blue math. He meets with a couple of suits, one of which is Gustavo. And Henry is like, gives him some Los Polios love. And these dudes kind of want to tour the operation. And, and then Gustavo sees this wool can with Walter's picture on it. And it didn't hit me, this significance of this, till later. But, uh, He donates some money to it. He says, oh, con mucho gusto. You know, it's my pleasure. And then he says, Henry, right? And he says, call me Gus. And Henry says, oh, he was so, he says, goose, goose. So my pleasure. And then we have Jose in a robe. He's at like this uh, rehab. It looked pretty nice. And he's with Walt. And then Walt gets home. He sees a news van in his driveway. Maria's there. She's running some PR And she's very looking stylish, too. And uh, she's even, like, uh, talking to the cameraman and Waltz style. And Junior gets the uh, first question, but I mean, I know that I was riveting, but again, uh, those of you that are sticking with me, the owls were in full view. So the, the Blancos, Walter and Cielo, have a collection of ceramic owls, which I've become obsessed with. And I just wanted to re-note, the, the, there's a, they're in little cubby holes on the living room wall. In the top left cubby hole is one, which is B. I put, I don't know what that means blue or black, maybe. Uh, next that we have two in flowers. And the next that we have one uh, and it's green. And then uh, now my handwriting gets it. and then we have two white ones and then three white ones. Oh no, we have two. One's white, one's green, and one cubby, and then three white ones to the side of it. And Junior's very nice when he's on camera. And the next scene, we have in ready for his treatment. And uh, he's talking to Junior and Cielo. He's all doped up, totally wrecked. Like he's so, uh, he just gets his sh- sh- you know, some straight narcotics, and he can't even get his glasses off. Cielo says, Hey, where's your cell phone? And he says, Which one of the two? Which one of two, he says. Ancelos past un mes después, I think. And then we have Walt and uh, Dak and Walt's got to go to all of a sudden. It's uh, months later. Un mes después, a month later. Uh, My Spanish is getting better there. I noticed it. And they're talking results, going back to work. Then we're at the airport with Juana's dad. He's talking with some dude who's like a coworker, wondering how he's doing. And then we realize they're air traffic controllers. And then we have Cielo, she's with the baby. She's packing a suitcase. And she says, there's her argument. She says, dos cellulare. And then Wolf tries to lie. And Cielo's hurt and is like, you and Marcella. And Cielo makes this very long speech. And then she leaves. Walt chases after her to the door. And she's taking a taxi. And then we have uh, Wana's dad at work, and he works for, like, one of these, uh, like, teddy bear gram things, it turns out. So he, he works for these planes that parachute teddy bears down to people. Like, you know, he says, well, you just get a message there. And he says, "Waltz down, beep beep, 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 beep. Uh, Waltz down, Walter Blanco. Uh, his wife left because he's a pathological liar, and you know. But he needs a teddy, bear, teddy bear Graham. And one his dad says, "Well, okay, let me cross check here on my radar. Okay, we got a GPS fix on Walt. Boom, he drops a beautiful uh, pink bear down to Walt. and that's the end of the episode. Walt says, "Oh, it's like a, a teddy bear from heaven." Oh boy, am I lucky. And then the episode closes. All right, so we're talking about season two, episode three of Breaking Bad, ABQ. And the first image we see is a dripping hose and a hummingbird feeder. A wind chime that's kind of like has a spinning element to it. Maybe it's not even a wind chime, just a spinner. And then we see the pink teddy bear with the tongue out. We see new, you know, uh, traffic copters, and the episode opens. And then after a little while, we see Walt on the phone with the baby. Uh, second phone question mark is what I put in pocket. Oh, yeah. So his second phone, he takes it out of the pocket of his sweatpants. And, I mean, I had a big problem with that, Walt. Because it's like... Uh, Okay, anyone knows you, you put anything in the pocket of sweatpants, it's going to fall out. And most people have experienced like losing your wallet or your phone or your keys because you say, geez, these sweatpants are so comfortable. And then you sit there, you say, man, and, then, and this is a natural human face for a lot of people. Now, I don't know if this is only an American thing. So let me know if other countries, if other countries, you know, I think this was, uh, I think it was the same woman that did the... Uh, Elizabeth, uh, that did the uh, Stages of Grief, she did the Stages of uh, Clothing. It wasn't as big. And I don't know the Stages of Clothing, but uh, I think Maslow might have Maslow... But uh, uh, Sweatpants is one of the stages, and it could be in any part of your life, but you go through your Sweatpants phase. And I think the post you know, postmodern view... I don't even know what postmodern means, but it's, uh, you know, they, you could wear your sweat. This is only out of the house, you know, in the, sweatpants wearing inside the house. But at some point you go through that phase and then you learn, oh, these are so good. But there's a reason people don't wear sweatpants everywhere, because everything falls out of the pockets. And if you're trying to find a, you know, cell phone, especially a second cell phone, it's a bad idea. But Walt is very caring to Jesse. He says, "You know, say slow down, buddy. Uh, you sit tight. We're gonna get you some help uh, for your your uh, your addiction problems." And then we have our first view of Mike, one of the most uh, one of my probably in my top five. I mean, that I think of the second. Uh, he'd be number one characters I love, and the uh, casting is just. So unbelievable of this and Oh, but Mike shows up. Then I put old Chrysler. Oh, old. It looks like old C R Y S T E R, but question mark. But I think it was old Chrysler he was driving, or maybe it was a Dodge. But it was a car probably from the eighties, maybe. I don't know. They used to see a lot, and it fits. You know, fits Mike perfectly. And he says, hey, Saul Goodman sent me. And he had sunglasses on. He takes them off. He walks around Jesse's house. He says, you know, he, he, like a, he's a cleaning person. He's there to do some cleaning. He blows up some uh, of those kitchen, purple kitchen gloves. And he gets right to work scrubbing the dishes and stuff. And But he also looks kind of tough and mean, Mike does, you know. And I'll walk your way that we have this uh, uh, show Better Call Solved so we get more of Odenkirk and Mike. uh, But he says, hey, what's going on in your house? You know, here's how we're going to get you into rehab. But first, you know, I need to go through some things for you. And he said, you know, this is the first cleaning and the house is free. But after this, it's, you know, a two-hour biweekly minimum. And Jesse says, I'm sorry. And he says, do I need to state the obvious and then he, and I think maybe because Mike, uh, I, I got, I think I don't know enough about Mike to say that, but I was saying he can relate to Jesse, maybe. But he says, Hang tough, you're in the home stretch, you know, once you stop using, in my opinion. Uh, maybe I don't know, if that's my projection onto it, but and then the next thing up is uh, breakfast, and Walt has a choice of milks, which I was surprised about. He has 2% milk and skim milk, and I say, well, that's that's idiotic. No offense, Walt. I mean, I always wondered, like, it, 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 should, just, it should just be, you know, I don't get it. They say, say, what, are you going to have 2% and 1%? You should, if you're going to buy skim milk, just buy whole milk and then mix it. I don't know. I don't know why I found that so irritating. I should probably calm down about the milk. Remember when I went on that half and half uh, tirade and because someone liked it so much I specifically have avoided finding out what is half and half uh, so I still don't know what half and half is half of like I said is it half cream and half water is it half skim milk half cream like what the hell is it half and half of and I just don't know if you go from whole milk is whole milk 100% and then you're down to 2% or is it two percent of the fat in whole milk? I mean, that's two zero, between two percent and zero percent, and I don't even think skim's zero percent, so it's probably point five or something. You know, just stick with the two. Maybe. I don't know. I guess I would say, Gee, Scooter, why do you got to hate on other people's milk choices? You know, keep your bovine-like nose out of there. i say you're probably right about that. But uh, then they argue about Junior. Well, it's like, Junior, get down here. And uh, Skyler's like, It's Flynn, Walt. And he says, Oh, Flynn, get your butt down here. And then... uh, Oh, I also put, Walt has a deep mourning voice. He seems like... Paul well, has a deep morning voice. He seemed like tired and hungover. And then we hear, start hearing the money sound cha-ching or something, cha-ching. And Well Jr.'s like, hey, get up here. We got uh, $490 in donations. And Scott I can't believe it's for Virginia, all the way to Canada, Vancouver. You Canadians are so lovely. Uh, they even saw Saul's guy in. Uh, Eastern Europe says, well, most of the, you know, some donations have got to come from those wonderful Canadians. And he's even quoting, hang in there, Walt, good luck, hang in there. And Junior's so happy, and then Scott, Walt's speechless, and Scott says, "Uh, don't you think a thank you's in order? And Walt's just so bad at faking it. It is awesome. I mean, again, the act, well, Brian Cranston acts, again, Brian Cranston's acting when he's doing, bad. Walt acting bad is so good. And then he says, uh, oh, thank you, son, it's a big help." And then the next thing rolls in, it's Thunder Bay, Ontario. I'm not kidding, the next donation, which any of us know that have done this podcast, is the home of Paul Schaefer uh, that used to be on the David Letterman show. And it's definitely a shout-out to Paul Schaefer, I'm sure. Or maybe I'm the only one that, you know, had to love when Dave would talk about Thunder Bay to Paul. Uh, Then the next thing is we have uh, Jane's dad's in his car. He gets out. It's like almost uh, post, it's post rain it seems like. And it's almost winter weather. And then Jesse is there and the dad's there and they are talking about... We're talking about Jane's place of birth, and they, she's Phoenix, which was weird because that was the name of the last episode. And they can you know can be a thematic thing. Is Jesse gonna rise from the ashes? And then we have a contrast because we have Jesse with that dad, and then we have Skyler and Junior and the money, and they're so happy, you know. And, they're, they're, and then we have Walt on his toilet phone checking in with Jesse. And then next thing you know, we see the wanted sign with a picture of Walt, but then we realize that Hank's got the Walt can. And it's pretty comedic. You know, anytime Hank and uh, Gomez are together, Hank says, you know, he's going to get, we need money for this operation. as a chance to help him. These doctors get paid in private islands, so we need the money. You know, biggest donation gets a, a six-pack of Schrader Brow. Homebrewed to Silky Perfection. And then Gomez says, "You know, smallest donation gets two six packs." And then Hank goes into his assessing the uh, the who is Heisenberg. He talks about Combo. Was he a Nobel laureate, perchance? No. He was a wannabe, but he's never been arrested except for stealing a baby Jesus from a Knights of Columbus manger. When he was 17. Uh, but he, well, it was a Bueller. He goes, anyone Bueller? He goes, he was dealing Blue Sky, so that's why we wonder. And he goes, he goes, this is a baby Jesus thief, and he's selling blue meth. It doesn't make any sense. And he goes, and now, after that, after Combo quit the business, there's no El- left in Albuquerque, no blue meth. And Gomez says, yeah, because we rested the right guy. And Hank says, "No, no, that's no, not the right guy." He goes, "You know what I think? I think this guy got smart." And he goes, uh, "He's shipping it out because I've been calling other states, and the blue mess popping up outside of uh, New Mexico." And he says, "But he lives here, and I'm on him." And then we have more money, fun with Walt or with uh, more. I want to say Morgan Flynn. And uh, Skylar, and they're like, Come on, baby, come on, 2800 bucks, 2800. And then we have Walt with Mike, they're in the car looking for Jesse to kind of do a little mini intervention. And Mike says, hey, You know, this is a this is a den of in iniquity, and you know, Alameda or uh, Albuquerque PD could be here. And Walt says, well, are they here now? He goes, well, I don't see them, but that would be the point. If they're here, they don't want to be seen. And Walt's like, well, I'm going in. And this is the first time that Mike says, Walter. He says, how about you go on home, Walter? Let me handle this. And that'll become something that I love to hear every time he would say, Walter. That after you're breaking bad ended, you kind of go through... You know, missing Jesse saying Mr. White and missing um, Mike saying Walter. But then we have Walt find Jesse, he takes Jesse in his arms and it's a very uh, father-son moment. And Jesse's sad and and, uh, Walt's holding him and caring for him. And he says, "Put put your arms around me. I'm going to take you someplace nice and safe." And he carries him carries him off to, to, to rehab. Ultimately, and then we have uh, Jane's dad at her apartment. Uh, there's a picture of a teddy bear and her uh, wrapped up in Cosmos, a giant painting behind her bed, which was beautiful and very it was very cool. I'd look at a giant painting like that. Anything. Probably wouldn't be good to have a half-naked Jane in the cosmos with a teddy bear, but uh, I don't know. It was really a really cool painting. And it was cool how it was different in the Colombian version, but it still had the same size and scope, it was just different styling. And then we go from that to uh, Walt with his daughter with Holly, and Junior's in the other room saying, yes, yes, and the dinging's going on. And Walt's uh, carrying, you know, Holly yawns, and Walt's getting passive-aggressively irritated. He says, oh, yeah, Holly, you're tired. I'm tired of this, too. he says, hey, Junior, could you turn down the uh, money sound? And he goes, yeah, it's making us money. He goes, it's disturbing the baby. And then Scatter comes in. She's on the phone with Marie. She's like, you got to be kidding me. And she's like, I'll call you back. She's like, Junior, Flynn, you're going to be in the newspaper. You know, Aunt Marie knows somebody at the paper, and they're going to write an article about you. And they're like, awesome, it's going to be more money for Dad. He's such selfless people. And then we have Hank on the case. He's on the phone with somebody. He's like, okay, this is great. Uh," And he's like, I got some info. And then his boss comes in and he says, hey, uh, Agent Schrader, could I talk to you? He's got a couple business guys with him. He goes, "How hey, much you meet this guy? He's got a hotel. This guy, is some you know, real estate guy, and this is Gus Gustavo Fring of Los Pollos Hermanos." And he says, "Oh no, 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 please, just Gus." And you realize, wow, wow. I mean, the first time this reveal went down, they're like, "Okay, this show is just keeps taking it to another level of intrigue and brilliance." But Hank says, you guys make some great killer chicken. He says, thank you. And then his boss boss says, uh, you know, these guys are underwriting the fun run. I'm giving them a tour. And he say, what do you do? He's like, well, we cover the Albuquerque office. We cover drug money laundering, you know, import of drugs from Mexico. He goes, I'm in charge of meth, which is a growing problem. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. But he's like, this kind of fun run, this is the kind of outreach that really works. And he says it was no sarcasm or anything. And then they go to leave, and then uh, Gustavo sees the uh, picture of uh, Hank or uh, Walt. He says, oh, boy. And he said, hey, is this one of your agents? Uh, And Hank says, oh, no, no, it's my brother-in-law. He's sick. And he says, really? He goes, well, tell me what's going on. And Hank says, lung cancer. And he says, well, that's a rough one. Let me put some money in there. And he says, no. And he says, no, no, don't worry about it. And then the next scene, we have Jesse. He's at a new age, like, Serenity Spa, like, a really high end. It looks like rehab. Everyone's in green robes and slippers, and there's music on, and they're inside this uh, heated pool complex. that seemed like it looked like a red onion dome. And Jesse says, I deserve everything, you know, I'm reaping what I sow. Which was, I said, man, I said, I'd love to be there. I said, Cause you think I could live there? Because I would like to reap that pool and kick him back in a robe and slippers, you know. But he says, you know, this is, uh, you know, I deserve what I've happened. He, Walt's there, visit him, they're talking. And then Wolf says, you know, things are going to be okay, Jesse, just get better. But he, Jesse goes back to him, he says, w- what you said in the desert, Walt, I, uh, he goes, I get what you meant, I deserve whatever happens. So again, Walt has put put so much on Jesse. And then we have Walt going home, there's a newsman at his house, Marie's there. She's dressed to the nine. She's like, We've been calling you and Walt's like I thought this was a newspaper story and Walt's like what what's going on? And she's like, Well we thought it would be better for TV. And then the newsperson's like, Every, everybody on the couch and Marie's like, Well, you gotta smile, smile. And then I can't read my writing. The something uh, two to two exclamation points. Huh. I don't know if that was important. Let me look at the dialogue here. Well, they start asking uh, Junior, like, oh, you didn't want to lose your dad. He's like, no, we love him. And they say, he's a good man, isn't he? And he says, absolutely. Ask anybody. He's a great father, a great teacher. He knows everything there's no about chemistry. He's patient. He's there for you. He does the right thing. And that's how he teaches me to be. And he's like, he's he's my, 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 you know, my hero. But the whole time they're doing this, this camera's slowly pulling in on Walt's face, getting closer and closer. And as we get closer, we see his eyes. He does like a couple slow blinks, his mouth's open, and he's almost like shaking a little bit. Uh, Especially when he's a good man, he's decent. And then the next one, Walt, Walt it's pre-op, and Walt's like, uh, well, here we are. And then they do this family huge hug kiss. And then Walt's all doped up, and he can't take off his glasses. He's drunk, wicked high. And then Skyler says, where's your phone, your cell phone? Did you bring it? And Walt says, which one? And then it's like dun, 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 and Skyler's face. And even Flynn can see it, but he said, oh, I'm pretty sure you didn't bring it, Mom. And the next thing we see is Walt's goateed face, and Skyler, and the docs are all talking. Walt's in, like, a brand-new pink wool sweater. And uh, the doctor cuts a couple jokes. This guy's great. But he says, yeah, when are you going to meet the baby? You know, and then... hey well shows him a pictures. He's like, she's beautiful, and I really mean it. This, you know, sometimes I don't. And then they say, how are you doing? Well, it's like pretty good. And the other doctor's like, well, things are. We we got some real time here now. Uh, you could be optimistic. And well, everyone's like, that's great. And then Skyler you could see she's distracted the whole time. And she's like, can you go back to work? And Walt's like, well, interesting. He's like, well, not right away. But, uh, and she's like, what about being on his own, independent? And they're like, "Use your judgment. And Walt even makes a joke because it's uncomfortable. He says, oh, well, one less baby in the house. And then we have uh, Jane's dad returns to work at Air, Tra- Air Traffic Control. And then we have Walt in the mirror checking out his goatee. And he's like, hey, Scott, this doesn't look so bad. And she's packing a suitcase. He's worried about his goatee. And he's got that wonderful sweater on, like I said. And uh, he's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to Hank and Marie's, taking the baby. Marie's getting junior at school. And you got the house to yourself. He's like, what? And she's like, get out, you know, get your stuff and get out of the house. You got the weekend. And he's like, why? And she's like, well, Hank will come help you since you can't do any heavy lifting, but you need to be gone by Monday. And Walt's like, uh, you know, he's like, what what are you talking about? And she's like, you're a liar. And she's like, I know about the cell phones, you know, from pre-surgery. And Walt's like, oh, I was on drugs. And she's like, you told uh, the truth by accident, Walt. And then Walt tries to play her, and she's like, uh, she's like, yeah, you think you have all the answers, but I started thinking about all this behavior, Walt, you know, at least of which is the disappearance, you know, that really stressed me out, Uh, calling trying to find you. You you said you were in a fugue state. And she's like, you know, I kind of was put in a position where I had to believe it out of hope. But she's like, now, she's like, who would lie about such a thing? What, what what could be wrong with the person that would lie about that? And Walt's like, what do you think? I'm having an affair. And she's like, at first that's what I thought. And he's like, she's like, with who? She's like, Gretchen. And she's like, I knew something was up. And Walt's like, Walt well, goes off. Like, oh, no, I'm not having an affair, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, I know, because I talked to her. She's like, I tracked her down, and she told me they didn't give us a penny, so I don't even know where the money came from because they didn't give you any money. And we paid over $100,000 for your treatment. So then I called your mom. She didn't even know you were sick. So now we're missing all those days they dropped you at the airport. It's a lie after lie after lie, wall. Walt. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to call you Wall. And she's like, just, just stop lying. Just don't say anything. And she's like, if I tell you the truth, kid, would you stay? And she's like, no, whatever it is, I'm afraid to know at this point. And, you know, the whole time that we're getting closer and she gets in the car when she says that and she's gone. And then we have Walt standing there with his perfectly plaid sweater. And then they, they, they say, it's kind of like present drops. Like I was saying, the bear, he gets a teddy bear gram. I said, here you go, Well, here's a pink teddy bear for you to cuddle with with your pink sweater. Or more of a coral sweater. I love like wool sweaters like that. They look good. You see when you see someone and you, you're like, man, you look sharp in that thing. And then Walt has a little teddy bear poo. And that was the end of the episode. Alright, so it's time for uh, our red pen language learning run through, uh, which we've been doing together for the past few. weeks. Seems like it's working good. So Ba uh, most means, come on, let's go. El Buelo, V-U-E-L-O, I think that's the name of the episode, The Fly. Uh, Respire, breathe, hey, take a breath. Profundo, deep, or profound. Uh, Calmise, Scooter, when you do the podcast, sometimes you need to say calm down. Hey, yo se lo prometo, I promise to try to say Yo se lo prometo. Uh, in cargo, who in charge, who's in charge of your brain anyway, Scooter? Well, I'll tell you what, you, uh, you, you see any of those sci-fi movies? Uh, I say uh, Entremos, let's go in my brain and find out what you say. Okay, uh, donde esta, where is it? Well, I don't think this was a word on the show, but I think Cabeza, it's in my Cabeza, donde esta, where it is. Uh, Historia would say, history would say, Uh, Repeat that? Could you repeat that? Uh, I'm pretty sure my brain's inside my head. Uh, Desperate. That didn't translate. Uh, Otravez, could you say it again? Didn't you already ask me that? Did you say that again, Otravez? Are we going to do this right now? Are we going to do... Otravez, yeah, we're going to do it again. Uh, The same kind of joke, the same... Again... Ah uh, never no no not a mask. Nothing else uh, you know kills like the uh, the old who's on first uh, uh really? Uh, tranquilo I think tranquilo means chill out too. Uh involu Involucre Involucre, uh, involucre uh, Involved How involved are you with your brain? Uh Abogado, let me ask my brain attorney. Uh, Do you have any questions for my my brain attorney? He's the expert on my brain. Yes, brain attorney, do you have a statement about Scooter's brain? I see. uh, Yo nunca estuve aquí. Okay, could you translate that for Scooter? Hey, Scooter, no offense, but I was never here. Yo nunca... A stuve key hasn't here in your brain. Uh well, that seems see, hacia uh, atrás. That seems backwards. I paid you to be my brain attorney. Uh, recto final, uh, recto final. Uh, that's the final, final stretch between us. And oh, my my brain attorney left. Yo bajo el and lo and behold, yo uh, bajo and lo. I don't know what behold is, but my brain attorney has left the building. Uh, benga, anyone want to come and be my brain attorney? Uh, Kfway, what was uh, the job description for your brain attorney? Uh, well, be someone that could, you know, more of a brain uh, organizing, uh, more of brain a manage, brain manager. Uh, also, I noted here to interrupt this little solilo- soliloquy. Uh, when Cielo's look, uh, uh, when she says begin... At breakfast, she just has this look. It was great. And then I also noticed that Juana's uh, uh, dad uses his headset. He's a safe driver. And I was like, is that a problem in other countries? So I don't know how much time this will take. We'll have time to look that up. But interests me. Are only Americans crashing into people because they're on their stupid phones? Or is it, a, is it a worldwide problem? And, you know, it's a question that needs to be asked, I guess. Uh, benga, c- come with me back to my brain. You know, back to the story at hand. Okay, Kafui, what was Kafui? What was I saying? Well, I think you were gonna go say something weird like it "escrito," it is written, escrito. Uh, mensai, that the message, uh, uh, that the message out of your brain, uh. He's uh, Trenta Milmas, 30,000 or more words of nonsense for every sensible word. Uh, Trenta Milmas, you say. Really not like more like just Trenta Mas, like 30 words for every sensible word? Uh, No, sir, we've been tracking it. Our numbers are Bueno Simplemente, simply good. Wow, we should open up a data business or a data business and we'll just call it a Bueno Simplemente. Our data is uh, simply good, simple data. You know, doesn't that sound like a good idea? Uh, Que saber como estaba? He wanted to know how was uh, his prospects of starting a data business, a man who has no business even saying data or data. You know what I say buena gente gente pack pocket good people that's how you start a company you pocket good people bueno gente boillo and by that's a, and by the way a, coming back here that's the phrase of the week pocket good people. you know uh, startups uh, you know they that's what they do they buena gente Boillo they pocket good people uh, what about uh, Una cosita donde plata You know, give us a little money. What do you say? Give Walt a little money. You know, help me start up a better, uh, what do you call balance between 1 and 30,000 bad ideas and maybe just get down to 1 in 1,000. Well, uh, a question that also comes up when you say stuff like that is, uh, well, anytime you do that, Scooter to we have a problem usually. Oh, really? Dígame, tell me, tell me more. Dígame más, tell me more. Okay, pintos, the first step is, usually we try to extricate ourselves from scooter-related businesses. Uh, then pongole, we put limits on you approaching our business. Uh, after that, we usually uh, rastar, rast, rear, low. We put a trace on everything you do to avoid you. Uh, you know what, I say, Dolly, do it, man. It's not, no skin off of me. Okay, de SO say trot today, that is it. We're, we're done. We're going to steal your data idea, actually, Scooter. And we're going to open a business, da- simple data, simply good. Well, so as long as you don't get that guy from uh, Nate Silver, well, we already hired him, Scooter. You told us to pocket good people. Oh, boy, I thought I was going to get into business. Well, okay, well. uh, okay. no lace beyond, they cannot see them. Uh, You know what they say, graffiti todo espectador. Uh, Graffiti every spectator, you know. Uh, Es un traidor, he's a traitor. Es un cobarde, he's a coward. Sounds like you're introducing me to go on stage. Uh, Sakhar, you're not a big draw. Sakar, you're not a big draw, so I don't know. Uh, say, Lean In, that's what, uh, uh, Sandberg, Cheryl Sandberg's book was about, uh, Lean In, I think, was it, yeah, I think that's who wrote that. Uh, Mierme, look at me, you know, there's nothing I do that's pensado, thought out. And if I think it out, that usually is when it goes worse. ¿Cuándo uh, fe la última vez? When was the last time? Uh, when was the last time? Uh, uh, nunca. Uh, when was the que la viste vestida de amarillo? When was the last time you saw her dressed in yellow? You know what I say, es un azul marina uh, just like the mass es un azul agua marina. It's as blue as seawater. Uh, sin escote, does it show too much of the uh, clavicle? No, no, it does not. Ah, uh, par paresca. Paresca, pa, uh, paresca. It uh, uh, seems uh, you're barely getting better. Uh, Kedar, better than, uh, staying, and, you know, Kedar, just staying. Uh, rudio, though, sometimes the noise coming out of your mouth, the volu- volume could be reduced to volume. Uh, how about this one? Does this seem like a proper translation? Camp uh, campanita. Uh, that translates to tinkerbell. Campanita. Uh, tinkerbell in a uh, proper noun. Okay, despacio, slowly, uh... Uh Kunto how how much? Uh K uh, Chimba, that's awesome. K Becano, that's wicked awesome. Uh Momacito, give me a moment. Uh Digume Goose, Digume Goose. Uh that was one of my favorite Momacitos in the episode when he went away. Henry was so happy he said uh, goose, okay goose. It was it was literally cute, he said, Okay goose. He just said it so like, I mean I guess he was a celebrity talking to Henry. So Henry was like okay goose. I know you should rewatch it. I didn't write down the timestamp. And also before that was Walt's fake wow, which was also pretty awesome when he said Wow uh, Junior, great job. After Junior said KC by K Bocano uh, but anyway, uh, let me tell you, me decirle que las mejoras. It's the best, uh, let me tell you, it's the best chicken I've ever had. Visto a me vida? I saw my life flash before me when I ate that chicken. Las tienen sus pollos. The chickens have their cenar uh, The chickens have the, the, who they like to sponsor. It's not you, Scooter. Well, I guess it indica, that indicates I've insulted them, which we've been through this. I've never insulted a chicken. Uh, gold pace. I've taken a lot of gold hits for this. That I don't like chickens. I don't like squawking. I don't like clucking. Uh, it's been it become a whole saga, you know, saga. And I, I want to tell people, uh, saga, save the uh, uh, chicken protests. Uh, oh, no, Goudar, Save the Chicken Protest for the Saga. You know, they all come out and they say they start protesting me. But I say just because I love morning doves doesn't mean I dislike chickens. And I would say there's no reason Los Lattos to choose the sides, you know, Los Lados. Let's not be pro-chicken or anti-chicken. Just because I said I didn't like chickens, maybe. But it's muy rara, muy rare, very rare, muy rara. And you know, here's my job. It's dormirlo, to put you to sleep, dormirlo. That's what I do here. It's the podcast to put you to sleep. You know, I want to get you all relajado, old relajado. I Maybe mean, relaxed. Maybe that could be my performing name, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, from the creaky side of la Relajado. When you know, and then I could start singing, but I won't sing. Uh, but probably that would be go back to my old ways where I was having gaffas and gaffas, glasses and glasses of drinks. And you would say, "Cuál de los dos? Which of the two lives would you prefer, Scooter? The life of Ray Lajado, uh, imaginary life throwing down drinks, or the man you know, despised by chickens everywhere.' Uh qual de las dos? Which of the two would you uh, choose? Well, okay. Uh, Dolores, I can see the pains in each choice. And you could say to me, Mejor dicho, what would you rather do? Mejor dicho, rather, you know, live as a star, Ray lojado Or, uh, you know, a uh, uh, man whose who's chicken scorn, which we don't even have, uh well, you uh, uh let me think, uh, Bayan, before I go away, I gotta tell you, Siento, I feel, I'm using an I statement, chickens, not a you statement, I feel, it's chickens, Siente I feel, when chickens dislike me, that I should maybe pensamos, you know, give it some thought and say, well, have I done anything to hurt the chickens? Uh, maybe I need to recoger, collect my thoughts, uh. Look at my past and say, have I wronged any chickens? And then say, donde fue eso? Where was that that I hurt the chickens? Uh, Where was that? And can I superado? Can I overcome that harming of chicken feelings? And say, siento, I feel sorry. Uh, Siento. And most people would just say, tan raro. This is uh, so so weird listening to you talk like this. uh, Tan raro. And I'd say, why does it translate Tanraro uh, rare and weird sometimes? I don't know. But, you know, when you go on this podcast uh, and I try to adore Mirlo, it's a little bit of a aventura, an adventure of uh, strangeness of uh, Tanraro. And some of you may even be saying, "Por Dios, oh, my God, this is the Scooter's a loon. And I would say, I- I'm here, I'm, I'm pagado, I'm, pay- I'm paid out. In, in, in sleeping dreams. Sakaste, so, you got me uh, here to adore me or allow you uh, to dorm, you know, to I guess uh, that to, to sleep. Okay, good night. Right, I want to say good night and thank you to some people. Uh, so, all of you, I want to say good night. Joseph H., Sophie, good night. Elise, good night. James, good night. Ben, good night. Melanie, good night. Alexandra, good night. Thank you for all your emails. Overflying with the little sleepy birds at Twitter, I want to thank Emma, Nuclear Testa Nuclear Testa, Sarah M. Melanie W., goodnight. Justin S., Jake W., Rachel B., goodnight. You know, Rachel B., I always saw in your profile picture you were wearing a, uh, uh, what do they call those things? It's not a motorboard Whatever you wear when you graduate, uh, I don't know what that hat's called, you know, a graduation hat. But you're wearing, I, I said, let me double check that, but it's a propeller hat. Which is not, the, it, a propeller hat's actually more useful than a, like they should give you propeller hats for graduation that work. Uh, even if just for the fan, to Fan, you know, because it's always hot at graduations, it seems. Anyway, merry go good night our own nancy good night our jill rm good night kayla and Kylie. good night vat good night good night janelle good night goat goddess facebook good night to brian h corinna f kj and jim Tabitha. good night tyler good night agnes good night roberto Bonco diablo good night good night nancy good night amy rachel good night Mickey good night Libby and Duke the Uke good night you know don't 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 sleep on top of Duke the Uke because uh, uh we don't not want to tweak Duke's uh, uh whatever they call it frets YouTube good night to Contagious Cure Holly S V N good night Cool Tiger and Lenners. Ashley and LSF eighteen thirty eight Beloit. And Sean D. Good night. iTunes reviews. I want to say good night to some... If you want to do an iTunes review, me sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. I want to say good, good night to Jessica's Brain bot 8881. That's a very... 8881 from Jessica. Amazing stories. It feels like I'm right there nestled between Drake and Scooter McSnooze and a soaring eagle. We're on our way to battle, fallen starlets, starlets, and we're inadvertently insulted. I think this is what's happening. I don't know. I was half asleep. That's how well it works. Thank you. Uh, J-A-O. four twenty, zero zero is a serious brain bot you got there. Helps with insomnia. Just starting a review before falling asleep. Thanks, J-A-O. Like a strange drug from crankasore Crankosaur. Ah uh, they don't know what they did before the podcast. Awake they did staring in the bed at walls, in bed staring at the walls. Now we put them to sleep in like five minutes. And that podcast helps them even in the middle of the night. They rarely wake up and they love their boyfriend. Well I love you too, Crankosaur. Just don't, you know, be a cranky dinosaur around me. Uh, NC for me CS, NC for me CS. I think that's something I should be able to say, but I I don't know NC for me, North Carolina for me CS. But they say is life changing, true, dramatic. What do they? Tr- they said, well, what do you got to lose? Why not try this podcast? And here's what they've lost: sleepless nights. Well, thank you NC for me. I want to thank all the way from Australia, Angel1946, who says it actually works. They can sleep. Years of sleep troubles and a new stressful job, oh boy. But, But our little bore, bore sister here, asleep within 30 minutes. And they said, great, thank you, thank you, thank you for thanking me, and I say thank you. And then Remaking Eden from the UK says, strange and sleepy, give it 10 minutes and see what happens. Well, that's great advice. It's like you're remaking Eden in the world of reviews, thank you. And they said, thank you so much for, for all your reviews, all your support, all your emails. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Also, I just got home. Uh, thank you for someone who sent me 500 Spanish verbs a book. It was no note or anything. What a nice surprise! Good night.